What's up, Philly? This is Tyrese Maxey of the Philadelphia 76ers. Now it's time to go in the post with Devon Givens on your home for 76ers basketball, 97.5 The Fanatic. Ball goes in and he's on the Making a move into the lane, spins, hangs, fire, shot up, and good with one second to go. Portland calls time, and B with a floating turnaround to give the Sixers the lead. And a deafening roar here in Philadelphia. How about that for Friday night, y'all? What's going on? Welcome to In the Post. I'm Devon Givens with you until midnight right here on 97.5 The Fanatic where you just heard Tom McGinnis on the call as Joel Embiid won the game with 1.1 seconds left on the game clock, drilling his typical typical shot from right there at the elbow extended except it isn't always with the game on the line or fading away over another seven-footer. Cash all net on the night, making it his 39th point on the evening. A game high for the big fella as he helps his team come back down 21 on the night, picking up the victory once again, 120, 119. And in the fourth quarter, they trailed by 14, double digits, trailing by 14, still getting the win here on this Friday night to start off this weekend series with Portland tonight. Washington on Sunday, then back on the road starting on Wednesday in Cleveland for a three-game road trip. So we have, a court, of course, an abbreviated show because the game went a little bit longer. We had the post game. We want to hear from you as you leave the arena. We're going until midnight, 610-632-0975 as you witness this entertaining game in South Philadelphia tonight. A fun one. Now, I will say this. As Joel Embiid said during the postgame on television, as I saw it on social media, he mentioned how they can't keep doing this to themselves and putting themselves in this position to have to come back like this. But they did. And this is not the first time that we've seen them do this. Something that they can, of course, learn from and continue to build off of and know that they can, in fact, win. George Niang talking with Tom McGinnis after the game during their visit. And he mentioned the same thing. These are things that do, in fact, build some character with as a team where you look at them and some of these games that they had in similar fashion early on in the season, they didn't win. They lost them. Now they're starting to win. And as they continue to do so with 16 games left on the season, these count. These all count. And you need the W's as they pick up their 44th win of the year now, going back into that 50 criteria that we always, that is the standard at this stage of the Joel Embiid era with his basketball teams. That you get to the 50 win number, we know that every single season. Then it all starts over when you get into May, uh, pardon me, mid-April and you start the postseason and that's where it really counts. But these count as well because you want to find yourself in that top three. You want to be able to hold off some of these other teams like Cleveland, uh, who's playing well, won three in a row. New York had a nine-game winning streak before that was snapped a few nights ago. And the Brooklyn Nets, again, still hanging in there and finding their way there. You have to make sure that you stay in that top three with the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. And when you win like this and you have a four-game win streak, which is the uh, biggest win streak right now in the Eastern Conference, you have to have games like this. And they did it. They found a way to pull it off. The big fella with the big shot down the stretch and others where you've had 
Big plays from George Niang where he makes four threes tonight. Tyrese Maxey in the fourth quarter with that driving layup that you kind of forget because it's, it's uh, of course, overshadowed by that play there from Joel Embiid. The free throws that Joel Embiid had. Some plays that you, the, the Tyrese Maxey defensive play as the Portland Trailblazers are going back the other way. He uses that speed that we always focus on on the offensive end because that's where he's at his best. Not known as that defender yet, but he's hustling. He streaks and beelines towards Damian Lillard when they're trying to make that outlet pass to him. In the backcourt, he tips it. Pardon me, it wasn't Damian Lillard. It was Anthony Simons. He tipped it, and as he tipped it first, it then goes to Anthony Simons, tips it off of his fingertips, goes out of bounds, and the Philadelphia 76ers regain possession, get the opportunity to do so, but most importantly, avoid points the other way by the Portland Trailblazers. Everybody had a hand in this one. A great win by the team. Once again, a one-point victory, 120-119. So we'll take your phone calls as we go until midnight. We get Tom Alvord starts. We thank Ray Dunn for his great job. And the Sixers pick up the W uh, here tonight. So I want to hear from you. 610-632-0975. Want to get everybody in here. You're leaving the arena. Give us a call. You're at home on a Friday night watching the game. Let's talk about it. 610-632-0975. Really good win by this basketball team. So let's start off with the phones here on this night here. Let's get Chris in West Philly, who's been hanging on since the post-game show there with Tom McGinnis here to tip things off in the post on 97.5 The Fanatic. What's up, Chris? What's going on, Devon? How you feeling, bro? Oh, man, feeling good because I didn't think they were going to get this one done tonight. So I'm feeling much better. Listen, I ain't, I didn't watch. I probably, I probably tuned in around like halfway through the third, but I was watching the Beecher Report score. But there's one thing, you know, that's that's reassuring my confidence that we're going to the finals this year. It's like oh. I was just sitting, I was sitting thinking about it as we was talking. But I remember when Brown was in Miami, and I remember that every time I watched them, they would be down at halftime, and it was a sense that like, yeah, they down at halftime, but are you really worried about the Heat being down at halftime? And like the way we playing right now, it's like. Yeah, we down 10, we down 12, but do you really think we out of it? Like, do you really think the other team is in that much control of the game where fourth quarter come, we not going to flip a switch? Mm-hmm. Like, it's starting to feel like that to me, and, and that's just really showing my confidence. Like, because that's something you need when it comes, you know, in the playoff ball. Like, those championship teams are able to flip a switch. You know what I mean? Like, and it's been times where we haven't been able to find that switch if Joel isn't going or, you know, some, you know, really mostly because of that. Like, but we so balanced this year and I feel like, you know, we got that, we, we, we able to flip that switch and it's going to be, you know, in our favor come playoff time. Yes, because look, Chris, how many times have we talked about when they've gotten in that hole that they have been in, like tonight, that they wouldn't yep. uh, be able to do this. So flipping that switch, you, you don't want it to come to that. But knowing that they can now do just that and get right. it, 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 it does make you feel a little bit better. And again, maybe have that confidence that they'll do something positively going forward if you saw them go down like this again. Right. Because, I mean, I, I know specifically, you know, at a certain point this season, we've seen them get up and we've seen them get up and the other team would come back some. But we would still close games out. And that was always something that we worried about with the Sixers getting up and blowing the leads. And, you know, it's something that, 
you know, open people's eyes up this year. It was a little different. We we closing games out better. And now we at the point where when we get down, we're not out of it at any point. You know, so that's, you know, full circle type thing. I'm I'm telling you, man, this this the year. It, it took three teams to go there and lose for the Sixers to get this. <laughs> They're going to be the one to, to, to get back again and this time win it for the city, man. Well, listen. Chris, great stuff, man, and a great win, great comeback, at least for this basketball yes, team sir. as they pick this one up. Have a great weekend, man. We'll talk to you, you next week. Hopefully, when we talk on Monday, if we talk Monday, they'll have taken care of business against Washington on Sunday evening. Thanks, man. You got it. You too, man. Really appreciate it. By the way, the Wizards fell to the Hawks tonight, 114-107. Sixers and the Wizards on Sunday night, 6 o'clock, right here on 97.5 The Fanatic. And Chris is right. You at least have the sense that where. Typically, you'd say, nah, they're not going to be able to do it. No, they're not going to be able to win this one. They find a way to come back and, and, and pull this one off because you've seen them do it before, and they did it. So great work by the Sixers to pull this one out by one, 120, 119. We'll come back. We'll get Nate, who I couldn't catch up with at the game. I was talking to somebody when he was trying to get me at halftime and uh, tried to get him before I left. He was somewhere roaming the building, so I missed him. We'll get Nate on the phone. Dom is leaving the arena. Also, we'll get Nick. We'll get Tom Alvord's thoughts. We'll get you, 610-632-0975. We'll also tell you the final score of the Cleveland-Miami game down to the final seconds in Miami right here. We're discussing all of it. Sixers, big win, 44th win of the season, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Javon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 97.5 The Fanatic. They're beating your heart six on the clock. Got to get going here. James against Durkin from the top. Step back three in the air. It's good. Oh, Harden hurt his foot. Harden hurt his ankle. James is down. He's limping back defensively. Durkin could have been called for a foul. Harden makes it a, a two-point game. 114-112 after he nailed that step back three-pointer. And I don't get it. As we're in the post, welcome back. Devon Gibbons with you until midnight, 610-632-0975. I don't get what they're doing because remember also where they didn't call the Tyrese Maxey foul where he was he made the shot. They stepped underneath him, remember that? And they did not call the foul. Tyrese Maxey just a few games ago. And we've seen it for the Sixers and against the Sixers. I don't now I'm starting to question what the rule is because I've seen two obvious ones and they're not calling it. What is happening? I don't get it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Fred Van Vliet took care of that for all of us. Put everybody on notice. And Scott Foster was in the building tonight, by the way, (laughs) who also called the tech on um, uh, Scotty Barnes and threw him out of that game where they were down one with like five seconds left. Nobody for his suck. Thank you, Joel. So (laughs) I guess he got fined for that one, too, to say that, but not like Scotty. Scotty earned his money. 
$30,000 lighter in his pocket. But he's got a new contract. So he's on. Well, not a new contract. He's about to be a free agent. But 610-632-0975. We'll get Tom Alvarez's thoughts here in a second. Hope everybody enjoyed it because when I left at halftime, I'm like, ah, they got to cut it single digits by the time they get to the third quarter. They did not. They were down 11. Now, I know it's only 11, but then in the fourth quarter, they were down by 14. Anthony Simons could not miss. And then he could. And then he could. And then it happened. Sixers get that comeback. As uh, we look right now, Cleveland did lose 119-115. The Wizards, we mentioned already, 114-117. Atlanta defeated them. And the Nets and the Timberwolves, after the Nets were leading, are going into overtime, 114 apiece in that game. As uh, this one, this is a high-scoring game, of course. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's go to Nate in Southwest, who was at the game, joining us here in the post. What's up, Nate? My guy, what's up with you? What's happening, man? Sorry we couldn't catch up. I'm sorry you calling you Speedy Gonzalez, man. You done jumped up with that black shirt. You was gone. I said, this boy, this boy out of here. Well, I had to first, I, first, because I did everything I did for the pregame, and I did the show at six o'clock. So when I came downstairs, I stopped to see someone else, and then by the time I got to my seat, they were doing the introductions. I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I was supposed to go in the back and do something." So I had to do that with like three minutes to go. I said, "Let me go do that now while nobody's in the back. Let me go handle this, and then come back." By the time I came back, it was a minute left on the clock. You, you reached out to me. And I was talking to somebody else, and then I reached out back to you, and you, you were already gone. Yeah, yeah, I was already in the line, Shake Shack line, bro. Me and my I was right there, too, afterwards. Yeah, I was talking to someone else. So, yeah, but, all right, so listen to this, bro. This, this is what I, me and you had a conversation last week when I talked. You said, oh, the Sixers got 19 games to go. I said, Devon, if the Sixers can go 15 and 4. You did say that. In them 19 games. We got a good shot of getting that number two seed. I said that last week when we had that. You did. You did. I told you I didn't think it would be fifteen and four. Absolutely. <laughs> I did. Fifteen and four. What? I'm yeah. like, yeah, fifteen. Now look, they have sixteen games left. It, it was. Hey, bro, we on a good start so far. You feel me? So listen, you beat Washington, then we on a better start. So, but listen, bro, I I, I didn't think we were gonna win this game tonight. Neither I'm gonna be honest you. with you. Oh, from the start or as it played out? No. When you left at halftime, bro, I thought I was about to leave with you. <laughs> Let me put it to you like that. I was about to tell my pop, come on, we ready. Because I, I, I didn't think we was going to do it. You know what I'm saying? But, bro, Joel stepped up. Scott Foster is horrible, bro. He, yo, he's a, I don't care what no. And and, and Fred Van Bleek got all, all $30,000 worth of whatever he wanted yes, to see Yes, he out did. There. Yes, he did. I probably would have been joining him, man, and getting fined with it because, this dude, I don't understand it, man. Sometimes I think as a referee, when you get to a certain status or a certain age, they should make you retire. Because I don't know if he's losing his mind or what. Like, it was blatant obvious calls that he missed. Right. And blatant obvious calls that were bad that he made. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, like, wait. Get your crew together, because this ain't, this ain't cool, man. Yeah, they're, they're always questionable calls, and Scott Foster does have a reputation. Of course, he's one of the better officials in the league, but he's also one of the better ones that you question some things that he does in the game. But look, man, look, talk talk about everything, you know, tonight. Why why did it happen this way? What what stood out to you? So what I, what I think it was, bro, what I think it was, I think, first of all, I like, I like McDaniels. He gave you plenty of energy off the bench. You know what I mean? He did a good job tonight. But Bang Bang got into the game and, and started hitting threes. He had four of them. 
And then when when it when it came down to the wire, man, we played strong defense. Yeah. At the end in the fourth quarter. So look, let me tell you, let me tell you, I don't know if you noticed it, but let me tell you what Doc Rivers said, which I was really impressed with what he and Dan Burke did. Okay. He's talked about a postgame where they moved Embiid off the five technically. He's out there with Tucker and Harris and Maxie and and of course and put, um, Harden. And put Tucker at the five they, and put Embiid at the four. Yeah? Exactly. And they trapped Lillard and did not allow him to get off that way. And that's where a lot of things changed. That was a great job by them as a defensive adjustment on that team. And you, and you really needed that. You needed that extra push from from Joel tonight because I, I mean James was off. He was throwing threes up, but they was rimming in and out, coming, dropping some, dropping some, not some, dropping when it counted. But you know, I, I got we get an eight piece nugget tonight because you know my man Yusef Nurkic missed. Two free so I'm, I'm yeah, how about that? Everybody get the Chick Fil A nuggets. You get an eight piece tomorrow. If you got the app, you could. Yusuf Nurkic made sure of that. That you get. Um, it's not like who was it that time? I said they gave out a catering uh, amount of nuggets. What? It was Giannis. It was Giannis. Yeah, he gave out the catering amount. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a 30 piece. <laughs> that's how many he missed. Hey, Nate. That's, that's the game when he knocked the ladder down, too. Huh? I know you yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, man, right, man. Have a great night, man. We'll see you on Sunday, man. Happy Thanks. birthday tomorrow, man. So I'm going to celebrate. Uh, enjoy the birthday, man. Happy birthday. Right, see you on man. Sunday at the game. Yeah, go get your nuggets tomorrow on Yusuf Nurkic. No problems. Doc Rivers did a great job adjusting there with that defense. He and Dan Burke. Give them the credit. Dave Yeager. Sam Cassell, all of them, I'm sure they came together and figured it out. But as much as people get on Doc Rivers for things, when you make a, a good adjustment, that's why I know basketball. That's why I do. You don't know basketball. Come on. Come on. I just called you Doc. I didn't call you, you Rivers. I called you Doc. I gave you I gave you the respect. Whether you like it or not. Exactly. 610-632-0975. Dom is at the center. Witnessing that great comeback and that great finish with Embiid knocking down that jumper in the post with Dom. How you doing, man? Yo, Devon, it's your boy Dom, 4 for 4 podcast. What's going on, man? How you My doing? My man, how you doing, man? Man, I'm sorry I couldn't catch up with you at the game. Um, but listen, I, I was just, I came into the, I came into tonight, I was like, you know what, man? They're going to lose this game tonight because Portland, for some reason, Portland, they have fits with Portland all the time. Like First game back from Portland the got, trip, everything. Yeah, yeah, that too. And I was like, you know, Portland got good guard play, and, they, you know, they're bad on the perimeter. Like, the Sixers are bad on the perimeter defense and all of that. But, you know what, man? Joel just convinced me tonight, man. I said, you know what? He really is the MVP. Like, I was just – I was shocked, man. Like, him hitting that game winner, like, I shouldn't be shocked because, you know, he – he is just that. Yeah, this is normal stuff, good. but when you see great stuff happen, you still react to it because that's what, yeah, that's, that's it's what like, we're supposed to do. Seeing it in person, man, is just different. Like, I was like, I was just in awe. And I took my son to the game. It was his first Sixers game, man. And oh, he like, got a great one. Yeah, man, right, right. And I was like, I keep telling him he's only seven. I was like, you just don't understand. Like, this is a this is a, this is is a a really great game for you to see for your first game, man. So, yeah, spoiled. Look at um, that. Look at that. You know, I mean, I, I like um, I like some some of the stuff the doc did tonight with the bench, like mixing up those lineups he had on the on the floor. And you know what, I man? I you know what? I was talking to a couple people tonight that I knew at the game, and I was like, you know what? He he might have to bring PJ Tucker off the bench, like in the playoffs, like bring him off the bench, man. He might have to bring up. Let me, uh, let me, let me stop you there with the you don't okay. know basketball because Doc is not doing that. 
They're just not. I'm just not. telling you right now, Dom. He's not going to do it. They are not going to do it. And as a matter of fact, his minutes are going to pick up in the postseason, I think, because that's what they really brought him in here for. I know. And I know. And I said, but the thing is, they would, he's going to be perfect in the uh, fourth quarter for that defense. Like, not starting the game, but, like, if you could just bring him in to finish the game, I think. Like, I'm not saying you can't play throughout the game, but I'm just saying, like, you know, as a starter, you might just need, like, some more offensive production to start the game. But, like, to finish the game, yes, bring him in to, you know, finish. But it was a great game, man. You know, great comeback for them tonight. And, and B's right as far as them not digging themselves in the hole. But you know what? This team might be different, Devon. I'm not, I'm not like, Uh-oh. I've, uh, I've been hard on the Sixers all year. Like, trust me, like, especially because we've had so much success with the Phillies and the Eagles. But you know what, man? Like I watched tonight, and I'm like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of fell in love with the team all over again tonight after seeing that. Look at that! Look at that! Now they go out and blow out Washington on Sunday. Everybody's yeah, feeling as good, they should. As, as they, they should. should. Hey, Dom, yeah. glad. To, let's catch up next time, man. Uh, Absolutely. Six bro. games left at home. Playoffs. I'm sure I'll see you at some point. Thanks, man. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, thank you, you. You got it, man. Really appreciate it. 610-632-0975. See, it's that people. Sixer fans are at it again. They're using it again. There's something different about this basketball team. There's something different about this hoops team. Man. Man. 610-632-0975. We're in the post. Joel Embiid with a game best 39 points. Seven boards. His his rebounding is down. That he's got to pick back up as we go. W, Tom's W. All right. Sorry about that. Um, okay, don't worry about it. Enjoy the win, man. You got it, Andy. You're absolutely right. But I'm just saying, just collect some more rebounds, big fella. That's what you do. Get those rebounds. 610-632-0975. 39 for him. And Harden, 19 points. An off night, but he had 19, nine boards, and eight assists. And only two turnovers and 39. Now, he had that one offensive foul at the end, but six for 14. Didn't hit his shots from beyond two for eight in 39 minutes, but... He did enough to help the team pick up the W. 13 for Maxi and Melton. 12 for George Niang. You got 8 from Tobias Harris. He struggled from the floor tonight. 3 for 11. 2 for P.J. Tucker. And you got some good minutes from Jalen McDaniels. And let me give one more. Good minutes from Daniel House again. I had written him off. I, I had written him off. At the trade deadline, I'm like, package him with whoever... And go ahead and make the move. You know I like the signing in the offseason, but it seemed like it just wasn't working for whatever reason. Him and Matisse Thibault, they couldn't get on the floor. Go get me another wing. Now, they did go get me another wing. And I like Jalen McDaniels, and he has been playing well. Daniel House, his seven minutes and 21 seconds, he had five points. He hit a three-pointer, had another bucket, and he had a blocked shot in there. He's making the most of his minutes again with his activity, they brought him in in the fourth quarter to put him on Lillard, to use that length against Damian Lillard. And I thought he did a decent enough job. I did. Earning his minutes. Good to see him back in the rotation. 610-632-0975. We go to Nick in Philly. Next up, in the post. What's up, Nick? Devon, what's going on, man? Uh, good win. That's what's happening, man. 22 games over 500, four games in a row, Nick. Listen, good game. Joel Embiid. Gets to the elbow, you know, fade back jumper, hits it. All well and good, but I'm concerned. Uh oh. I don't know if this team has closers. I watch them, you know, 
we're going down. It gets into two minutes. And what I see on the floor is a bunch of guys who don't want the rock. And I don't understand it. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Power. I don't know about you that. You got James Harden. You got Tobias. You got Maxie. You got Embiid. And nobody looks like they want the rock. I, I see it, it differently. I see it differently, Nick. I see it where Embiid definitely wants the ball. Harden is trying to look to give him the ball. And then you have Maxie, who absolutely wants the ball. Now, what result will you get? I don't know. Those are the three that I look at and I say they want the ball. Everyone else, I would agree with you. I wouldn't question anything. Those three, though, for me, Nick, I think they want the ball. I see Doc. Crunch time. We did a good play call. And we get an ISO with Embiid. And he's looking to dish. And I'm like, I know Embiid wants to be that guy, and he wants to finish, but he's oftentimes getting double teamed. You're saying he's looking Embiid to pass it? I, I disagree. I I've, I've gotten mad at him for shooting over three defenders instead of passing the ball. Like the game, which, which game was it? Was it the Boston game where he missed the three-pointer from the top of the key, James Harden? Or was that the, the uh, Miami Heat game? That was the Miami Heat game. Uh, yeah, because Jimmy Butler's the one that closed out. They were down two. Joel Embiid got the ball. He spun Three people at him. He kicked it out to James Harden for an open three-pointer as Harden closed out, and he made the right pass. But I've also seen him shoot over uh, the defenders, and I'm like, yo, pass the ball because you forced that one. So I, I don't see it like you see it, Nick. Listen, I... I'm listening. I just disagree. Each year, each year, we're in the playoffs. We're making... We're not there the yet. First round. We're not there we're yet. We're on the second round, and I haven't seen a distinct difference from this squad from other ones wow. to say... I'm going to be a killer. I don't see it, and it okay. kills me because I would love to see that guy who says, two minutes, I want the rock. I'm going to put this thing away, and unfortunately, I'm just not seeing it right now. Good win. Happy Joel got that moment. I just don't know if we have it. If we have that guy who's going to dig deep and say, but again, give me the, I don't know either because we're not there yet for what you're, for the moment that you're talking about, which is the playoffs. the playoffs. We're not there yet, and I don't know. You might be right, but you might be wrong because things have looked different for this basketball team, at least for where they are now. Nick, great, great call, man. I love, I love the back I and forth. So. Love I the back and so. forth. You know I'm that. Hey, we'll I'm talk, man. Enjoy the weekend. And you don't I, know basketball. I, I, <laughs> Doc, call in, call in real fast. We we'll get you on the VIP line and put it, my man Dave Yeager where you at Dave call in let us know what we're not seeing here uh with uh the way that he uh you know Nick was talking about that I just disagree I don't need to wave pom-poms and pat them on the back and all that stuff I call it like I see it I don't see that there are times yes where I look at it and I say yeah Jimmy Butler is a better closer a better closer there have been some game winners here in the final seconds to win these games multiple times this year. They missed a few. Also, I agree with you. I just don't see it. Real fast, we got Nate on the other side to start things off. How about you, Tom? What do you what do you think of what Nick said? Good evening. Tom. What do you what do you think? Uh, I disagree as well. I mean, we just had a game where we're it's a weird time to bring that up when Joel Embiid, your seven foot two unicorn center, who's the MVP of the league, hits a turnaround fadeaway shot like he's Kobe Bryant uh, to win a basketball game. 
So it's a little weird to bring it up tonight, but whatever. You know, regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, and b- before that, you had a tremendous layup and tremendous aggression by Tyrese Maxey to get a big bucket late. And James Harden late uh, doing the step back three. That I don't know how that's not a foul Probably call either. Call. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Whatever. But regardless, like, and by the way, James Harden's been really, really good in the fourth quarter this year. And Tyrese Maxey is not afraid of anything or anyone. So... Listen, you could have some concerns about this team. You could have concerns about them giving up 71 points in the first half. 100%. And you can have concerns about the high turnovers at times and getting out-rebounded at times. But to me, I don't see that at all when it comes to this team. This team looks they look different than last year's team, specifically in the fourth quarter when things matter. And big shout-out to the defense in the second half. As I think it was Nate mentioned, they, they kind of... Uh, you know, bunkered down a little bit when it mattered most. 71 points they let up in the first half, just 48 in the second half, and got some crucial stops down the stretch. Uh, really nice win tonight, man. And they're making people believe, man. They're making me believe. They, I, I was believing two weeks ago. I, I was, but it's game after game, they make my belief stronger in this team heading into the playoffs because this team looks real. They do. They look like a real, legit contender. Obviously, the Celtics are going to be a problem. They're going to be an issue. I didn't see me face the playoffs. Every series is going to be tough, but we know this, the Celtics are the one that we can't seem to get over that hump. But regardless, they're playing really good basketball right now. Doc Rivers continues to impress me. Uh, that late timeout call that we didn't like in the moment ended up working out for them very, very well when you get that uh, big time three, or excuse me, big time uh, game winner by Joel Embiid. He also, I didn't see any all bench lineups tonight, and he stuck with George Niang late in the game, even though he's. You were used to him sticking with a guy in P.J. Tucker, the veteran there, but Niang was having a good game. They end up sticking with him down the stretch. So I'm liking this team right now, man. They're making me feel really, really confident heading into the playoffs. Anything could happen. We'll see. They still have a ton to prove to everybody out there in Philly. But, man, games like this and stretches like we've been on makes it really fun to be a Sixers fan. Oh, man, feeling good, too. Just looked at the final score in Minnesota. Brooklyn wins overtime by 1, 124-123. Boy, hit a shot in the clutch. 34 tonight. I'll take it. Ho hum. Another day. I'll take it. Nate, on the other side, you'll start us off. We're in the post talking. The six is big. One point victory, 120, 119. My guy drops 34 on the road in 46 minutes, by the way. I'll take that too. My man, getting it done. We're discussing the sixes. We'll also get to some birds on the other side. Got to get Tom's thoughts on the other side. Leftovers at 11.45. Sixers win. They play on Sunday, hosting Washington. Appreciate you listening, and as always, right here in the post, 97.5 The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Gibbons on 97.5 The Fanatic. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Award-winning movies often have incredible soundtracks, and many of those have gone on to become country gold. We've picked our top five country songs that have been nominated for an Oscar. Text OSCAR to 45911 to see if your favorite made the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text OSCAR to 45911, and we'll send the link straight to your phone. 97.5 The Fanatic. Well, the shoot, Joel screens, hard goes to Joel, it beat to the left corner, Maxi. Maxi has to dribble out, drives on Reddish into the lane, right hand layup, got it, what a try. One minute to go, and Maxi's tied it, right down the lane, Reddish couldn't stay with him, Maxi with his 11 point, got a layup with a game on the line. Important bucket there that kind of gets lost in the things as the Sixers win, comeback fashion by 1-1-21-19, Joel and B with the game winner, 610 632 
Uh, it's going to be a shame when he's on the second team All-NBA at the end of the year, isn't it? It's going to be a shame. Second team All-NBA. The big fella. The big fella. Uh, yeah, but I'm just, I'm used to it at this point. I'm just expecting it at this point. I think he is, too. Honestly, I think he's truly, I think he truly knows deep down, like, hey, can I really win this thing? Like, is there any chance that I am going to get the voters' attention and they are going to They know it, they see my... what he's doing. But they don't respect it nearly enough as they should be. I mean, too, the guy's on another level right now, and this team has been on another level. Yes, they had a slow start, and yes, they've dropped a couple annoying games of the Celtics here and there in the Miami Heat, but man, he has been on an absolute another level, and he has been for the last three years, but the team is winning. The team has been playing tremendous around them. They're fighting to get closer and closer to that two seed and one seed. We'll see. You know, there's only so much time left, but they're playing really good basketball right now, but all eyes are always on Jokic. Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. 37-11-11 tonight. And a big, fat L tonight, <laughs> too, Jokic. But that you won't hear about the loss. You'll hear about the numbers, though, with Jokic. That is true. And then you'll never hear about from the national media, it seems like Joel going into Milwaukee and beating the Bucks and uh, having them avoid 17 straight wins after they come back down double digits in the fourth quarter. And we'll probably see a little highlight of this tonight, but that's it. And then we'll go over to Jokic and he'll make a couple cool passes and everything like that. And no disrespect, because Jokic is a tremendous player, but it just feels like disrespect for Embiid. And I think he's used to it to this, at this point, and I think uh, Sixers fans are as well. Big, big game. Big game. Man. Again. All right, let's go to the phones, talk to Nate, who was at the game also, as he witnessed the second team All-NBA center tonight hit a game winner. What's up, Nate? First time caller, man. Long oh. time no see. Hey, man, how you been, man? Ah, fantastic. Good. After this win tonight, wow. Whew. That was something. And you, listen, that building, man. That that building was into it. Even being down after every bucket, it seemed like they were going to make a run. Everybody in the building seemed like they were on the edge of the seat just waiting for it to happen. And then listening to it since I left at halftime really seemed like everybody was into it. Oh, yeah. I love that you brought up Daniel House Jr. Because I thought in his seven minutes or whatever, however many he played that he was probably one of the more important players off the bench tonight. I mean... We struggled with Amphrey Simons in the first half. Pretty much felt like he could have missed. So Daniel House Jr. kind of like made him a little uncomfortable. You could tell. He came off, hit that big three in the third quarter. So fantastic night by him. Now, and the thing that seems different with this team is their adjustments that Doc is making in in halftime. I think last last couple of seasons, we've been close to coming back in a lot of these games, and I feel like you'd leave the arena feeling like we could have won. But this this year feels different. I know people say it, but we're able to close out games. We're able to go on runs. My only concern is the Sixers, I'm hoping it's just because they were – Seven days on the road, played five games. I think that's what a lot of it was, that it was the yeah. first game, you know, the comeback game. Even though they were off on Wednesday and Thursday because they played on Tuesday, the, the, the first game, oftentimes the getaway game to come back home, and then even the first game when you do get home, it could go either way. Yeah, that's what I, 
I'm kind of hoping that's what it was. But the center was a little bit stale in the first quarter after Amphrey Simons hit those shots. I think the crowd needs to get into it more come the bigger games in the playoffs. I, I also think the Sixers, Doc needs to make some of those adjustments before the game, but I'm loving the fact that he's making them at halftime. And I've been really quick to hate on him but in the past, but he really coached a good game tonight, I think. I, th- I thought so, too. Once uh, once they were able to keep it in and keep it going. All, early on, there was a stretch there early, Nate. And listen, man, thanks for the call, man. Don't be a stranger. Glad you got this good game. Uh, you were able to be there. There was a run early. I didn't write the score down. Maybe I have it here. The Blazers were on a run. P.J. Tucker got a layup, like a reverse layup. It was in the first quarter. And they were up big. And I was, I was waiting for Doc Rivers to call timeout. I'll be honest. I was waiting for him to call timeout. He never called timeout. P.J. Tucker hit a layup. So it was like, okay, Doc was right. I was wrong. But then they came back and again, they made another three-pointer and another bucket. And then he called timeout. And I'm like, yeah, I think he waited too late on that one. But he was right, man. He, he was right. So I don't know. We'll see. But I, I, thought, I thought he waited too late. I really did. But he called it, man. He called it. He coached a good game, especially in the second half. Uh, Doc Rivers did. 610-632-0975. Uh, we, can't, we can't ignore, though, the other Eagles stuff, too. We'll get to them. We'll, we'll look at things with them. Darius Slay, potentially, is he out? He's on a one-year deal. They're allowing him to seek a trade to another spot. I don't like it because I'm a Darius Slay fan. You don't get rid of two Top flight cornerbacks, especially if you don't have replacements already in the building. I don't like that. I'm on Darius Slay's side here. Or you can't let him go. Give him, I don't know what you do about the contract, but you figure it out. He's tweeting, too, because somebody said he's declining. And he even laughed and said, that dude said declining. Uh, I, I, I beg to differ on that one. So a clutch bucket, though, by and B. Great, great work. Great job. Did we get some Doc Rivers love on post game? I think Did so. I hear that right? I think so. Some credit to Doc Rivers? A little bit. After a win? A little bit. Wow. Do you give him credit? Yeah, man. All right. Everybody deserves credit with a win like this yeah. tonight. Like I said, sticking with Niang, no all-bench lineups, calling that timeout with 10 seconds left, even though it didn't feel like the right uh, move at the time, ended up working out. And that play, it did look out of sorts at that point. MB, what? He did feel like he stumbled over twice in that sequence there, so he noticed something. He didn't hold back, and he calls timeout. Yeah, good game from Doc tonight, and he's had a lot of this season. He has, as much as people like to hate on him, and including myself at times, when he deserves it. But, man, he is he's impressed me this season. He has. Obviously, it doesn't matter till come playoff time, but regular season through what, however many games it's been, 60-whatever, he has impressed me so far. Really has, man. 610-632-0975. Sandy Colfax on Twitter. That game was insane. Maxi conjured his inner AI with that tip ball for a turnover. Hashtag game changer. Sandy, Sandy Koufax saw it. Just speed. Get there. Break it up. Passing lane. Got it. And, Review um, it. Fisher's got it right. Good job, Scott Foster. Uh, yeah, I think it was the right move to put Maxi back in the starting lineup. Think so? That dude's playing with some real confidence right now, and yeah. what averaging like twenty three since he's been back. Twenty twenty six. He in the in the five game trip, he's averaging twenty six. So he started in the uh, second game of the trip, but yeah. 
And what do you have tonight? Had 13. Yeah, so that probably goes down a little bit, but still got so, got that big layup late, making some hustle plays. They were even crediting his defense a little bit. The Sixers players were after the game. I I heard in uh or I saw on Twitter. I think it was so playing with some confidence right now and. That's the best Tyrese Maxey. He's a Tyrese Maxey who's playing with confidence at an all-time high, which he took a little bit of a hit confidence-wise when he got moved to the bench, but you need that. You need this kind of Tyrese Maxey come playoff time, obviously. Um, Martin Roach on Twitter, MP Roach says, Devon, after sleepwalking through the first half, 48 points in the second half for Portland, never out of it with Joel. Fair point, Martin. Fair point. Uh, to circle back a little bit, you're right on Daniel House too, man. Like the fact that Doc's trusted him out of nowhere a little bit. Now he's not. It's not like he's getting minutes, minute left in the fourth quarter or something like that. But he gave him a little bit of a spark midway through that. What was I think midway through the third or something like that when he ended up checking back in, and just knowing that you have a guy that you can count on that two weeks ago. I mean, the entire season we thought this dude was out of the rotation. Because of some injuries, because of Matisse Dybul no longer being here. And I know they brought in McDaniels, obviously, but they're going to him. And he's been a complete professional the entire time, being off the bench. I remember his first game back, he had an interview with Tom McGinnis. And he was just like, yeah, just stay professional, stay ready. And that's what he's been. And he's making the most of his minutes and could be a key, potentially, down the stretch come playoff time. Never know when you might need seven minutes from him in the playoff game. Seven. Not asking for 17. Give him seven minutes. Now, if he hits shots and Doc leaves him in... That's good coaching because Doc knows basketball. But he's played pretty well, man. Just another guy you may be able to count on come playoff time and you can never have enough of those. Yeah, and finally, Chief X Mischief on Twitter says, Devon Harden should have had at least 12 assists. Guys missed a lot of bunnies, still finding ways to impact the game even on and off shooting night. Appreciate everybody reaching out also on Twitter. Let's go to Terrence and Clifton Heights next in the post on 97.5 The Fanatic. What's up, T? Hey, what's up, man? That was a, a epic game to be at. I'm leaving the game now, and the first half of that game, these guys coming off a off a road trip. They look a little sluggish. Yep. But these are the kind of games that they have to win, and they have been winning them this year. I was listening to you guys earlier, and you guys saying that there's a difference between the Sixers this year. Are they're winning those games? They're down by 17. They're down by 15, and they're they're finding a way to get these wins, and that's the kind of wins you're going to have to have in the playoffs. We have to have those tight, gritty games. And B was unstoppable. That game winner was excellent. And there's something different about these guys this year. I feel like it's... That seems to be the common theme, T. Uh, That seems to be the common theme for a lot of Sixer fans, that that the one thing that most people are saying is there's something different about this club. Absolutely. Back in the day, those Sixers wouldn't have won those those games. They were down 15. They would have found a way to lose it. Now they're winning these games. Even the game they lost versus Boston, they came back and they had a chance to win it. A, a one-possession game. They're, that's what you need come playoff time. And I'm, I'm really optimistic, man, about these guys, and I'm liking the, the trend that they're taking. No, I, I, I agree with you, man. I really do. Uh, seeing the way that they're able to get these done, to, to find a way to get these done in different ways where you see it, not only from Embiid, you see a Harden big play. You see a Maxi big play. And George Nia, we, we talked about Daniel House playing these solid minutes. De'Anthony yes, Melton. De'Anthony that Melton. You yeah, yeah. The game. yeah. the game. Listen, you're not wrong about that. That was a big the play. Alley-oop. I forgot about that one. Um, think about, though, De'Anthony Melton in the first quarter. He scores eight points. Yes, Normally, I you're love, like, all right, whatever. But they're getting they're getting blown out, and he scores eight points. That keeps you in it. You know, and I arm, love him. Yes. That's, that's pretty good right there. 
that was a great addition in the offseason. Melton is an excellent player, a key piece to a playoff team. Listen, you're, you're right, man. And listen, thanks for the call, T. Don't be a stranger. Have a great weekend. And as you talked about the maxi part being in the starting lineup, which he should be, I keep saying this. Since he went back to the bench and Maxi got back to the starting lineup, Anthony Melton's playing more aggressive offensively since he's returned to a reserve role. He's driving more. He's shooting more. Before he's getting the ball and he's in the flow of things there, he's looking to attack now with that second unit. That's, there's a difference. Yeah, absolutely. When you're playing next to guys like Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tobias Harris, when he's on, it's tough to kind of find your spot offensively at times other than that catch-and-shoot three, which he, you know, he's been pretty good at this entire season. But it's good seeing him aggressive, and it's good seeing his confidence, much like Maxie's confidence took a hit when he went to the bench, and now his confidence has risen a little bit since he's been back in the starting lineup. It's nice to see Melton's confidence not take a hit too much because still a young player, DeAnthony Melton, been starting a lot of this season, and then Maxie comes back in, he loses his spot, gets a demotion, quote-unquote, some young players could take that offensively and, and take that not so well, but Melton continues to just go out there, perform, and come up with some big plays both offensively and defensively. Just another nice piece and really nice to say. And Maxie said it on his podcast. I want to be a starter. On his podcast, Maxie on the mic, I want to be a starter. He said it. By the way, I told you, I never believed that he said he would go to the bench. So... Remember when Doc said, oh, this kid is great? First of all, the kid is great. Doc said that he was, he said he would come off the bench. He texted him like 4 o'clock in the morning and said, I would come off the bench for the betterment of the team. He's just making sure he never has to go back to the bench again. <laughs> he is not putting any doubt in Doc Rivers' mind ever again. He had a nice little 10-game run or whatever, 15-game run, Doc, but no, uh, nah, that's not happening anymore. Uh, 610-632-0975, Devon Givens in the post. He goes, Doc, I'm starting. Whether you like it or not. Exactly. That's great work by the sound drop there, man, there. That would be the great producer, Tom Alvord. Make sure you listen to him. And Connor Thomas, 12 to 3 on, I mean, pardon me, 9 to noon on Sunday morning. 12 to 3 we will be following. That's Ray Dunn. So, got you covered on Sunday. Then 3 to 6, got you covered. Sixers basketball, 6 o'clock. Got you, got you all squared away. Flyers hockey tomorrow and Union tomorrow. Oh, Already, everybody, everything's already here. Already, let's go to Andy in Boyertown. Also at the game, going in the post with us tonight. What's up, Andy? Man, how you guys doing this evening? Pretty good, man. How about you? Good. I was I had my son down the game. It was the first time in the suites, and uh, you know, heck of a win. You know, to finish up the game like that. It's almost like a you know, people forget that's a seven footer doing a Kobe fadeaway to win a game off the bounce too, right? Pretty incredible as far as I'm concerned. And he don't look scared to take that last shot. I don't think Harding looks scared to take that last shot, too, if he has to. Never. I think. You know how many last shots he's taken in his career with yeah. the Houston Rockets where he's won games? Yeah, yeah come on. Yeah, I was listening to your last one of your callers, and I'm like, no, this, this guy's, the, the reason I feel like they got, there's a different feel to him is that there's some veteran. They, they kind of got that veteran feel. You know, like Doc Rivers, you know, I'll give him credit. He's staying out of their way. You know, he's getting out of their way and letting them kind of play their game. Uh, and I think that, I'll, you know, I'll throw him a bone. I mean, I know there's been a lot of complaints over the years with, with Doc, but he's kind of like kind of letting them do their thing. You got Harden, you got Tucker. I know he doesn't score a lot of points, but he serves a purpose. 
uh, you know, Embiid. As far as I'm concerned, he's the MVP, but we all know that's. Second second team all NBA, Andy. There there you go. Averaging 33 points a game. (laughs) But, uh, you know, and and just one more note. I don't want to keep you guys long, but a couple of days, Sirianni was there tonight, and uh, class act. I mean, he didn't have to, but he stopped to take a picture with my son. That's cool, man. The class act. It was right at the end of the game coming out of the suites, and there he was, a bunch of people around him. You know, he said make it quick, but he still did it. So I I, want to, you know, take my hat off to Sirianni for being a class act tonight. We'll be free, too. It was awesome. My son got to meet him. It just was a great night. A great night. People should just enjoy the ride. I know a lot of people don't get deep into this team until they get to the second round, and then they get their fingers crossed, but Man, enjoy the ride. What a year, Philly Sports, man. What a year. Uh, yeah, think about that, man. I mean, uh, you get the losses in the championships, Andy, to your point. But what, what, what do we always say? Just get there and see. What, then we see what happens. We know the Eagles were in it. When I always talk about it, Andy, here, how did it happen? We know what happened, but they were there in the end. The Phillies, up 2-1 in the World Series. They lose yeah. in game six, and they just missed a home run, right, uh, To by uh, who, who was it? Uh, yeah, Sosa. He almost hit that home run and he just missed it. In there, yeah. uh, you go to extra. You go to extra time with the Union in their championship game. In it. So while we're all upset that that we that they lost all of those championships, we're like, yo, they were right there, and that's exactly what you want, and that's what you're talking about here, Andy. That they may be able to do the same thing with this team. Yeah, two bad two bad plays away from winning the Super Bowl. I know that's people say, yeah, that's two bad plays. But the and you lost, and I get it. Yeah, and that's it. But you know what? It was competitive, and, and it was, I mean, this was one of the seasons with the Eagles that I've watched that I was not nervous for any of the games, except for maybe the Washington game when they lost. I mean, you can sit back and relax on 90% of their games this year in the fourth quarter without getting your blood pressure up. That's how great a season the Eagles had. They just, they just couldn't finish it off. You know, they went up and got Mahomes and Andy Reid, and mm-hmm. that's the way it goes. So, but I appreciate you guys taking my call. It was a, a heck of a night. And Glad your son yeah. enjoyed it, man. Glad he got yeah, to witness man. that. Yep. All right, guys. You got it. Thanks, Andy. Really appreciate it. The Stars were in the house tonight. A lot of them. A lot of them. Boston Scott, Devontae Smith were sitting there underneath the basket on the baseline. They were sitting there. Uh, who else did I see? I saw a uh, little baby walked in. It seemed like people didn't really recognize him at first. He was just walking around, finding the seat. And, and then I saw, I was so, I, with stuff like that, I look at the crowd, and then the crowd's like, oh. And then they realize it was him. Uh, Nick Sirianni in, in the building. Um, so, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty good. All eyes on the Sixers, man. Going to be like that for the next it's the place to be. three months, hopefully. Listen, we know Citizens, Bark is, Citizens Bank Park is going to be packed. It's going to take a little bit because of the cold weather in April down there. But you're going no to have Harper. playoff. No Harper. You're going to have playoff basketball, though, across the street. That is always the place to be, and it's always jumping. They do a great job. Sixers people, Derek Hayes always talk about how he sets things up in that building. That's him. And that, that was a great – I know you're not a big Matisse guy. They gave a great video tribute to him. And the crowd gave him a standing ovation. It was nice. It's n- never anything personal. No, it's no. Not. You know he's a good guy. Yes. Yeah. I do. And I it was just, really nice. It he, was really well done. Yeah, I, I did see it on Twitter a little bit. Good for them. Good for the Sixers. I just, um, I think they made the right move. Moving on from bringing in a guy like McDaniels, who seems a little bit more versatile and more aggressive on the offensive end. Yep. Nothing yep. personal. Absolutely. Let's go to Alfie and Abington going in the post. We haven't had Alfie in the post getting some footwork in here on 97.5 The Fanatic. What's going on, man? 
and listen, I came from an event that was in the city uh, that was just littered with beautiful women. But I stayed locked to the Sixers in the meantime while I was in this uh, podcast setting. And Didn't invite I got us. Didn't invite it, us, but okay. Ex- exactly. So <laughs> I got <laughs> to tell you, um, Embiid is, he's on his way to legendary status in my opinion. Like, those who say trade him, get rid of him, he's not good enough. I, I just wish he would stop because you know what? A few weeks ago against Boston, if it was 0.3 seconds, he would have won that game with that shot, just like he won tonight. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. this whole this whole talk of like just 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 the murmurs of like get rid of him, be just just please stop it. We're that much closer to being a complete team. We're that much closer to being a. Not a conference championship, a finals championship. Like we had, we have a roster. My only reservation will always be PJ Tucker. Which one you going to get in the playoffs? And if I get playoff PJ, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. If I get this, if I get regular season PJ, I'm not. Well, think about the minutes that he's played. He hasn't played a lot throughout the 66 games that they've played. So I would venture to guess that. At least to start things off, you'll probably get that guy that you're talking about more than the the other, where you're uncertain. Right, right. The the the, the former PJ, I, I the uncertainty it's not going to be there. So I, I feel like he's a wily vet to the point where, like, a, a, yeah, I, I he know what's up, and he, and we're going to reap the benefits in long term with PJ Tucker. Um, slide on. Slide a little bit. Uh, that Tobias, uh, Tobias, excuse me, Matisse Thybul tribute. That was cute. That was cute. How many points did he have in his fear based tonight? Yeah, five, five in his fear based atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, fear that. Okay, go along. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you and all that stuff. But my problem is, you act like nobody cared about you, and you wanted to sit there and beat the drum. Think you were greater than thou. I'm sorry, Thibel. You're not. You're not. You deserved your little measly five points. You gave exactly to the Blazers what you gave to us. You know, and and it's not for the fact that like if, if he would have made five points and said nothing, I'd have been cool with it. Like, hey, cool, cool, Matisse. Yeah. Still, I I don't agree with people. Uh, uh, Defacing his his uh, mural and stuff like that, but the the, the fact that you said that this city is fear based and yeah, you, you know yeah, you, you miss me with that. And, and real quick, Devon, real quick, I need to know it, you said it before with Phoenix. Does your loyalty lie with Brooklyn now, or no, no? When it's Brooklyn right now, my loyalty lies with Mikhail. Um, for him to play well. Uh-huh. If they win and they advance, of course, I'll be upset of how the Sixers lost to a team that uh, they are better than. But it's most certainly, good. when I get to the next round, I'm rooting for his team to win. Well, Mikhail is God in Brooklyn, and I, I know you will see that. Um, I've been there twice, and the first one was the first game. The second one was the last Sunday I was there, and he had 30 um, whatever. But yeah. um yeah, God. man, they they really, really tell yo. They were chanting MVP, so we were all we were sitting there. You know, I'm with my I'm with his brother, I'm with um his dad, 
a couple of my cousins, we're sitting in there, and he's at the free throw line in the fourth quarter, and they're chanting MVP. And, you know, we, we're like, yo, what is this? Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and it was dope. It was dope to hear. It really was. <laughs> now, I mean, look, they, 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 they probably don't have a chance to win a championship, and he's not an MVP after just 10 games. But for them to chant that after him having the consecutive streak that he was having and putting up those numbers, we love to hear that. I mean, it was dope. It, it's amazing. I, and I, I wish the best. Thank you. Mikhail. Thank you. Bring him home eventually. If you hear me, Daryl Morey, bring him home because – and look, look what look what he's been doing. Hey man, I, I like the fact now. that that's his team right now, and so we'll yeah. stay right in Brooklyn. Right, your next door neighbors. Y'all have a good night. Hey man, you too, man. We, we got to talk about the Lions and free agency in the draft soon. We'll get to that though. Oh, don't break my heart. All right, man. I'm sorry. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. They're not going after Lamar either. Wouldn't shouldn't they go after Lamar? I mean, I like I like what uh, Goff yes. did, but still, you go after Lamar. All right, final segment. We got Tony on the other side. We got to get some birds talk from a. Uh, from from our guy Tom to get his thoughts on things. I gave mine earlier. If you didn't hear, I'll I'll give my thoughts again on Graham and Slay. Get Tom's thoughts. Final segment, 610-632-0975. Leftovers at 1145. Big win by the Sixers. Great way to go into the weekend. Game on Sunday. Party time right here on The Fanatic. Give me that phone. Devon Gibbons on 97.5. The Fanatic. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Wondering who made our list of the top five all-time queens of country music? Did Carrie Underwood make the cut? Find out now when you text Queens to 45911 and scroll through the list on BackstageCountry.com. Text Queens to 45911 to see the talented artists who rounded out our top five list. 97.5 The Fanatic Ball goes in and Embiid has it against Nurkic. Five seconds. Embiid making a move. Into the lane. Spins. Hangs. Fire. Shot up. And good with one second to go. Portland calls time. Embiid with a floating turnaround to give the Sixers the lead. And a deafening roar here in Philadelphia. Ah, look at that, man. Amazing game there by the Sixers in there. Comeback in the fourth quarter, down by 14. The game winner, eventual game winner by Joel Embiid with 1.1 seconds remaining on the clock. 44 and 22. 22 games over 500. Four-game winning streak. One more at home this weekend against Washington on Sunday. Scale 1 to 10. How scared are you of Damian Lillard, were you? In that 1.1 seconds. Because I was at a good, like, oh, yeah, I was six. Like, I was like, oh, it's about to happen. Yes. Yeah, he's going to do he it. He hit that shot earlier that we thought was a three. And he has a unlimited two. range. I was not great. Unlimited <laughs> range. But, hey, got to stop. Got to win. Yo, unlimited range. Love Damian Lillard. Love it. How about that? Crazy, man. Crazy. He couldn't even get a good inbounds pass. He couldn't get the catch. De'Anthony Melton, good way to shield him. Great work there. Great call to have Melton on him, just not on Jason Tatum on that play. All right, I'll leave that alone. That was last week. That was six days ago. It's all good. All good. No, that was longer than six days ago. That was like two weeks ago. That was two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. That was years ago. It was years ago. Boston, April, final game before the playoffs. Not the last one, but fourth to last. Boy. Two and a half games? No, one and a half games back of Boston right now. I I saw two earlier. I guess it didn't update. Yes, one and a half games back. 
Getting closer. Yes, sir. Man, they get that two-seat over Boston. A lot of work to do still, but that would go a long way. Boy. Come playoff time. Boy. <laughs> Let's go to Tony. We'll get to the Eagles in a second. Let's go to Tony Springfield in the post here with us on 97.5. Hey, What's up, Tony? Hey, guy. How you doing? I think the next championship in this town is going to be the Philadelphia Union. Well, you guys the, covered up. the Sixers, the Sixers play. Year. I played soccer. Sixers and, win. And Sixers they, win first. Sixers will win yeah, first. Yeah, then, the, then the Union. Yeah, yeah. I got it. But, yeah, Joe Embiid, he's got to be the MVP of the league. Do you agree with that? I mean, no doubt. If he does it, I think it's a farce for well, the NBA. Get ready for a farce because he's not winning it. You don't think he's winning it? I Who's do not think he's winning it. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I got to disagree. He's, he's got to be. I think he's the best Philly athlete in, in Philly. Like, you agree with that? I mean, I know they got Jalen Hurts. Yeah, between Hurts, him and Harper and, and Hurts, they're in a very good place. Right. But, you know, I just think the Sixers are something yeah, I think they're going to win about 55 games. I mean, you know, I mean, and whoever we play in the playoffs, I, I actually, I do think they can get to the, you know, to the finals this year. I really do. Cause I got a special team this year and he's coaching pretty well. Uh, you know, the coach, he's doing very, a nice job, I think. But, you know, they don't get no love. Like, Sports Center doesn't care about the Sixers much and all that. They don't get, that's why you want to win it and shut everybody up. You know what I mean? Yep. That's, that's what I, you know, you got to win it. All right, good talking to you guys. Thank you. All right, man, take care. Take care. You got it, Tone. Really appreciate it. Uh, Union play, their championship will be after the 76ers. So, yeah, uh, they they can win one. They just have to win it a little bit later than the Sixers. We would like that. Then the Phillies are there after, and, and the Birds come back. Super Bowl. Yeah, what's first, World Series or uh, MLS Cup? I think it's the MLS. Because it happened, like, right around the same time. Within what, like 24 hours, 48 hours, something like that? Yeah, I think it was... Sixers first, then Phillies, because we'll wrap that up in four, and then Union. How's that sound? That's fair. All right, cool. Fair point. Everyone on the same Let's page. Let's go to Ian e North Philly, see what he thinks about tonight's win as we go in the post with our guy E. What's up, E? Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, man. Good vibes tonight, man. Yeah, you you know, I can't just call when things are going bad. Man. I know, I hear you, man. You know I love good, it, man. You know I Cause, love cause, it. Because you know what I'm loving? It's a lot that I'm loving, so I, I need the feedback. I love how Joel is taking accountability through the wins, though, D. Like, he he know, like, all right, we winning, but he know, like, we just came back from 20 tonight. Like, and, and how we been winning. He like, okay, getting it done, but he know going forward we can't do it like that. Like, and that's my biggest thing. Like, it's so it's so... When we are addressing, like, okay, we won. That's good, but we was down 20. So it's not, so it's just the fans, like, all right, well, we not paying, it's, we always paying attention to the good. We expected to do good in a, reg- in a regular season, if I'm right or I'm wrong. We, we, always. Was, uh, first 50, in the, we first in, 50 first is a the, standard. That's nothing. Right, right. We was first in the conference two years ago. So we, 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 we already there. Like that's, uh, them expectations are already there. But as long as Joel know that he's like, he's locked in, he's focused, man. And we dangerous. We, we dangerous, D. Uh, we gotta remember this league is about injuries and health and everything. So we looking good late in the season. Everybody else is a little, I'm not gonna call them hobble, but you know what I'm saying? Like everybody else is not necessarily where they need to be at, but we're gelling right now. We're good. Like, our whole team is gelling, D. Doc Rivers is doing a good job adjusting with his coaching. 
uh, he's doing a good job, like adjusting on the fly. Uh, and, uh, House came in, did play good defense. Like it's like just about adjusting. Like so, just long as we do that going forward in the playoffs, we'll be fine. Like so, everybody want to come down on Doc and this and I, you know I sat back and thought about people want to come down on Embiid and talk about trading Embiid for who? Who else we want to get for Embiid? He's the, the best player in the league, if not top three. Who are you taking over Embiid in the draft? If you got the first three picks of the draft, who are the first three players coming out? Jokic, Embiid, and who? Who, who else? The third is a toss-up. So, like, they got if you trade him, you're probably going to get about five first-round picks you, and, a, you and some bodies. You'll get some players. But miss, but miss me with that, D. We're not trading. I'm not trading him either. Nobody can do what he do. He faded away from the opposite side from the two defenders and splashed a, a, a fadeaway, fadeaway free throw shot, like, for the win. Like, and not to mention, uh, even the Boston game, he damn near missed the, the half-court shot by a tenth of a second. Yeah. Like, come on, no, no. Seven, like, 70-footer. That was a 70-footer. It still was like, come on. Like, they're not doing what Embiid's doing. They're not doing what Embiid's doing. Get that boy's respect because at the end of the day, D, he had his, his, he had his interview. And he said, yeah, we won. But guess what? This can't continue going in the playoffs. We can't be down 20 because we play good when we down. But we can't. We don't play that good when we up. When we up 20 and 15, we blow the league. Once we down 20, we get it back. So, But he understands, like, that's not that's not it. So long as we – what do we have to complain about? Even with winning, they trying to get better. That's my, what I'm looking at. Even with winning, they still focus on, well, what we got to get better at. Like, you get what I'm saying? So we can't ask for much. Like, everybody doing what they need to do. To go where we need to go, and that's to the chip. Well, we'll see you there, E. You already know, my boy. My guy. Have a great weekend. You too. All right, thanks, man. Wow, what a night, man. When I got back here, I was looking at you, and we are like shaking our heads. And they turned it around, man. I didn't see it coming. I, I did not see it coming. Not until the last few seconds that I asked you, all right, win-loss. You and Ray. And you went with win. And even at the end, when they turned the ball over and then charged... It's like, ah, it's two possessions in a row. This is going to bite them. And then Lillard hits that shot with his toe on the line. It was the Marco Bellinelli shot. Where was the confetti? It was the Bellinelli shot. But it worked in the Sixers' favor this time. And it's another night and another game where you come away saying, man, like, do they win that game last year? Do they win that game in previous years? Because I don't think they do. How many times have we seen the letdown game where they get people to start believing, start believing, and then they come out with a game like this where they're down, they give up 71 points at half, and you think they're going to lose a clunker at home with two days rest. We've seen that a ton of times with past Sixers team, especially down the stretch. This team finds a way to win. So it's another game where I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, man, I don't think they win that in previous years. And it's another reason why I'm, feel, why I'm feeling even better as we head into the home stretch here come playoff time. Yeah, man. All right, let's get to some birds before we get to the leftovers, I, unless you were going to have them in there. Um, no, you but, know. Cool. Uh, Brandon Graham, one year, $6 million. Can't say it was expected, but it was something that we talked about and we gave that actual number. Ray and I talked about it also the other day, and uh, which was yesterday, actually. I wasn't really surprised because he always seemed like a player that wants to just stay here and end his career here. One for six, according to Tim McManus's reporting. Up to six. Up to six. Great job by both sides. Yeah, I'm honestly shocked. It's obvious that he wants to stay here and he wants to be an Eagle for life because he probably could have gotten a multi-year deal on the open market. I mean, he puts up double-digit sacks, had a great season, coming off an injury like that. 
arguably could have been up there for comeback player of the year. But it's obvious that he wants to stay in Philly. His home is here. He wants to, and he said it. He wants to play with Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts is the man. Paraphrasing a that little bit. That was crazy. That he decided to say that's what he wanted to say. Like he said it. He must really, really love that dude. And that just shows you how much of a leader and how mature that kid is for what? For a veteran. To say that for yeah, a thirty-four-year-old an Eagles all-timer to say that that's uh, it has me feeling good about the Eagles' future, man. I'll tell you that much. And uh, yeah, love the money. One yeah. year, it's probably like a one-year four mil up to six. So with all the give them all six, give him six. Uh, uh, we got a lot of hit the incentives. Listen, man, Marcus Epps one one year two mil. Let's come back. Maybe maybe take the four. Right, right, fair enough. Fair enough. And the other news. Darius Slay, according to reports, can uh, seek a trade. I don't like it. You know, I don't like it. There are ways to go about this thing. Figure out and bring them back. You need to do what you need to do on the other side to make sure that it's not a, with all due respect, it's not a, um, uh, what was Steven Nelson situation again. You keep Slay and you make sure you draft a young guy, if not two, to have them to take over when it's time for Slay to leave. I don't like this. Yeah, man, I don't like this either. There's been a lot of... And I had too many people that were like, yeah, get him out of here. It's not a lot, but there are a lot of people down on Slay right now. Man, Slay's a good corner. Like, I know he didn't play great towards the end. That dude shut down Justin Jefferson, the best receiver on planet Earth right now. They only point out Terry McLaurin beating him on plays, but not mentioning the Justin Jefferson part. If McLaurin had a better quarterback, McLaurin would be a top 10 receiver in this league. Like, he'd be looked at as a top 10 receiver. Shake the man's hand. Yeah, man. Like, he's going to get beat sometimes. That's how it works when you're a cornerback in the NFL. Yeah, they got to figure out something. You cannot lose both Bradbury and Slay because that is too much pressure on a rookie corner. That's too much pressure on a band aid type player that they bring in. I I, I don't like it either. I'm hoping it's just a negotiation. Uh, You know, his agent trying to work out something, Rosenhaus, to try and get more money. Hopefully it gets settled in the end because that guy is too good to have him walk out the door. All right, man. I agree with you. Bring him back. Figure it out. Make sure he's here next season. It's 1146. Final left. Got my guy, Tom Alvord. What do we have? Yes, sir. All right. We're going to start. I know you talked about it a little bit um, to start your show at 6 o'clock before the Sixers game, but I didn't get a chance to hear your thoughts. And obviously some people out there listening may not have gotten your chance to hear your thoughts as well. A huge trade in the NFL. A huge trade. The uh, Chicago Bears are trading out of the number mm. one overall pick. They are trading with the Carolina Panthers. They end up getting a haul. Mm. The Chicago Bears do, so the Panthers obviously move up, get the number number one overall pick. The Bears get the number nine pick, which the Panthers had, number 61, a 2024 first next year, which might be the number one pick in the draft because the Panthers do not look like they're going to be a good team next year. A 2025 second and DJ Moore, who much like Terry McLaurin, if he had a better quarterback, we'd be looking at this dude as the top 10, top 15 receiver in this league. Thoughts on the trade? Thoughts on what this does for Justin Fields getting a guy like DJ Moore? And thoughts on what the Panthers are going to do and who they're picking? Frank Reich. Uh, who's going to be his new quarterback. Well, great job, I thought, by the Bears to do what they did and going out there and acquiring the DJ Moore part of it, which gives you now Moore, Mooney, and Claypool, as we talked about during our... And Komet. And Not Komet. a receiver, but yeah, yeah. weapon. They'll figure out the running back part because they had two really good running backs. They'll figure that part out. I think they're going to be in good shape there. I like what the Chicago Bears did. This is going to help Justin Fields because he has a bunch of weapons. So he'll still be able to be the dual threat like we saw with Hurts. Run, but you have options now. Now, make sure his accuracy is there. He improves from year two to year three. 
See what happens. Could be that team, right, that takes that jump that we always thought. The Eagles were that team. Why can't the Chicago Bears be a team to make a jump? Not necessarily surpass the Eagles, but make the jump. And you get 9-61. and 61. You got two firsts, two seconds, and a number one wide receiver in the NFL. You better believe they're going defense on that side. So that means they're going to be good. And they have the highest cap space in the entire league. I love with it. Just build around fields, man. He's yeah. shown enough yep. positive signs. The dude looks like a dynamic type player. And you said the quarterback on the other side? Yes. So I want to get Carolina. your thoughts on that as well. So you trade up. You would think you were knowing. I think they what... go bigger quarterback, C.J. Stroud. There's been, like, rumors of Richardson. I know it's I know it's. I don't early. know if they'll gamble and take him that at one. That is a huge gamble. Not at one. If, if you're going to do that, trade somewhere else and get him. Not Agreed. at one. Uh, I probably think Stroud as well. I mean, Stroud, don't overthink it. Stroud and Young have been the, the guys all season. I know there's a ton of potential with Richardson. Don't overthink it. These two guys are two good quarterbacks. When it comes to it, we saw what Stephon Diggs um, did for Josh Allen. We saw what bringing in a guy like Jamar Chase did for Joe Burrow. We obviously saw what A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith did for Jalen Hurts. Get your guy a legit number one wide receiver. Get your young quarterback and build around him. See what he can do. Love this move. For the Bears. All right, we're going to move to our local teams because it's been a jam-packed day. Two teams. The Flyers finally fire Chuck Fletcher. Yes, it finally happened. They let him, you know, make the trades at the trade deadline, which I think is pretty stupid. Danny Briere will be taking over as the interim GM. Thoughts on the firing there. And also, our guy Andrew Painter, we finally finally get some news on him. They're optimistic, the Phillies are, that rest and rehab will be the way to go. He has a slight strain of his UCL. UCL, obviously, is big for Tommy John, um, but it doesn't look like there is a tear. They're going to reevaluate in four weeks. Thoughts on Fletcher and thoughts on Andrew Painter. What took so long with Chuck Fletcher? I don't know why it took them so long. We were hearing this all the way back to the offseason, that that might be a possibility. It took them too long. And I don't know why they felt that he was the one to make the rebuild, but now they let him go, and it was probably a little bit too late. So we'll see what happens going forward. Danny Breer, I don't think he's going to get the job at the end. Probably shouldn't. I don't know. But that, that said, what took so long? Then, in terms of the other part there, um, Andrew Painter, four weeks. I'm still not worried, man. It's early. I'm not worried. I'm just not. It happens. Injuries in, in Major League Baseball with these guys throwing what they throw, how much they throw, off-season workout and training that they do. It's okay. It's okay. I think he's going to be fine. He wasn't going to come up right away, probably anyway. So by the time he gets back, he's a little bit behind. But when they need him the most in June, maybe even July, he'll be ready to go. And he said it today. It's good because now Andrew Painter said it today with Alex Coffey. It's nice because now I can be possibly available down the home stretch come playoff time. Fresh. Yeah, man, which is good, which I've always wanted. I didn't think they had to rush him. Last one here, potentially. We'll see if we have time for one more. Jordan Spieth. Did you see this today? What happened in the golf Actually, world? Actually, I did not. Man, crazy. Jordan Spieth was playing a pretty crappy round um, over at the Players' Championship. He ends up hitting a drive. It sails to the right. Looks like it's going to go out of bounds. Ends up hitting a fan off his knee. Bounces inbounds. He ends up saving himself. Gets an eagle, and it saves him. And he makes the cut at the Players' mm. Championship because of the ball hitting this fan. If you make the cut at the Players' Championship, you are guaranteed sixty-five thousand wow. dollars. So this fan's knee, who just happened to be standing there, saved. Not that he needs the money or anything. Jordan speaks. 
the best golfers out there when he's on has a ton of money obviously master champion at, uh, a couple times ago $65,000 to hit this guy's knee he says he get one over gave him his gloves uh, that I think that's like a golf thing they go over and give him the gloves and then he goes quote I got extremely lucky break on nine and I or I, I got an extremely lucky break on nine or I wouldn't be playing this weekend trying to get that guy's information and see literally whatever <laughs> he wants this weekend because everything from here on out is because I hit him oh man that's great that is great. Talk about. Lucky, I love that man. they. I love that they're recognizing it. Love it. <laughs> Sixty-five thousand dollars. So uh, all that money goes to him, right? That's how it works. Yep. All that money goes to the fan. All that money goes to the fan, as it should. Absolutely, man. And those are tonight's leftovers. Great stuff, man. That's great. Wow. Find that guy. Find him. Whatever you want, man. Find that man. What a night. What a night. Make sure you listen to Tom Alvord and Connor Thomas on Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon. A lot to talk about with the uh, pending free agent, NFL free agent period getting underway. The legal tampering on Monday. Uh, So they'll have you covered with that. Sixers basketball. Um, What? Eagles, obviously. Flyers last night. I mean, tomorrow night. Union tomorrow night. Phillies. Got it all covered Sunday morning, then Ray Dunn. Have a great night, everybody. I'll talk to you pregame on Sunday before Sixers, Wizards. And then Tom and I will be back Monday for a four-hour run. Big weekend. We'll discuss it. Enjoy it. Good night.